0: It's 11.15 and I have the Need for Weed. Welcome to the Need for Weed podcast, where we have a need for weed. A podcast brought to you by Camille's Harem. Today we're gonna do ourselves a pre-anime review yeah. for this upcoming, what is it, fall season? When, do, when does No, the this fall... is for summer, summer season. season. Oh, summer season. The summer season. With our pre-anime <laughs> review, kind of what we're doing, the plan is every season before the season comes out, we'll sit down, look at the list provided, and then we go and see if there's like a manga for each of these or some sort of source material that we can look at and kind of like read like the first five chapters, try to understand what the story is and like where it could go. And then from there, we go into like a discussion about like this is what's coming out, oh, this is great, oh, Maybe not so much this. That's just kind of the plan for this. Have a discussion about that. Yeah. And if you want to go online and find like the list of shows coming up and like kind of follow us along as we go through them, feel free to do so. We're going to talk about the animes that are new this season, and then we'll get into the returning animes with returning seasons later on in the list. But uh, for now, we want to talk about the ones that are new to most people right who just watch anime and they don't really read manga a lot of these are going to be new and we'll we'll try to be you know some helpful guidance to give you so that you know which ones are worth checking out right without having to sift through a bunch of bullshit <laughs> yep well shall we just jump in then yeah so first and foremost on this list is rental girlfriend mm-hmm. I'm oh, actually yeah. very excited about this one. Yeah, we're kind of starting off strong for this one. This is one I think yeah. all three of us are excited about. It reminds yep. me a lot of Domestic Girlfriend, but without the very uncomfortable incest is best undertones. Right. And like the, the weird like age difference and the... Don't get me started on that show. Uh, but this one yeah. kind of... <laughs> there was it a kind lot of, gets, of
1: problems with that
0: story. There was a lot of problems with yeah. Domestic Girlfriend, but I feel like Rental Girlfriend has a lot of what Domestic Girlfriend did. Well, but doesn't have as many like red flags, right? There's definitely a few, it's definitely a little bit convoluted, yeah. But I, I thoroughly am enjoying it. I love the drama, even though it's so it's so convoluted. It's so, so I just Barbara. love it. It reminded me a lot if you've ever seen the movie Failure to Launch,
1: yeah, is Failure to Launch. It, it
0: reminds me so much of that. I mean, the parents. I mean, the character actually knows that the girl's for rent. But other than that, it's very much along the same lines. And there's all the yeah, same but he's like, no misunderstandings. Matthew what?
1: He's no Matthew McConaughey, though. I mean, let's be no Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey knew that he could hit it to win it, but... Right. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Matthew McConaughey. Ooh. <laughs> he is my kink. Ooh.
0: <laughs> so kind of like... A brief overview, it's about this one guy who gets dumped, and he's like very sad about it, and he just wants to take a girl back to see his grandma who pretty much like raised him and all she wants is that for him to have a happy life with a girlfriend and it all goes wrong when he rents a girl to go on a date and his grandma thinks oh this is his actual girlfriend more drama happens along the lines especially with the girls part in this and it like he was saying before it's so convoluted that if something's not going wrong Something's about to go wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. Here's a, here's something that here's something that I have to say. So when I was reading like the first two chapters, there was a part of me that was just like, okay, like I'm not exactly sure where this is going to go right here because it's like I get the premise right here. We've got a guy who who's in college, who is basically girlfriend crazy, in large part because he just went through a breakup. And then there's the whole thing with his grandma and whatnot. Where exactly though is plot in all of this? And one of the things I was coming from where i was coming from was that life doesn't necessarily have a plot there's just tons of different things thrown at you all at once and for this kind of a story like you you have to quickly realize that there is like while there are general themes that begin to drive the story forward from the beginning it's going to hit you as though you're looking into someone's life where yeah. there's a dozen different things happening at the same time, all have to be juggled and and like it's both hilarious and frustrating to watch what gets picked up and what doesn't.
0: Right. And it's definitely not a slow start into this. You're dropped right into the middle of everything as you get into it. And I, I gotta say, right now, the previous girlfriend for the guy is a bitch. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Holy yeah. crap, she's oh a terrible oh, person. Yes. How far did oh you my get gosh. Lars?
1: I am. What I'm on uh, chapter six.
0: Oh, (laughs) oh boy! I got some stuff to tell you about chapter fifteen. Oh, (laughs) we we won't get into it. We'll say say that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because I, because I was there. Because I, I read the bar scene, and I was just all like, and. I mean, Scott, Scott's our, Scott's our residential Japanese uh, expert, but like, I've learned enough by now that there are just things <coughs> you do not talk about in, oh, yeah. in public when it comes to Japanese storytelling. And she just went ham, just like oh, everything yeah. that you should not have talked about. And I was like, even I, as a Westerner, I was like, oh, I am feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah, no,
0: she's a terrible person. A conniving like, little asshole. It, it doesn't matter how, like, unimpressed with somebody you are, how, like, creepy you actually find them to be completely choosing to try to ruin their reputation like that oh she is the lowest of the low
1: oh yeah i i I already like i already just mm, oh i hate her and it's it's fantastic she's she's right up there with mine uh from uh shield hero oh uh, yeah
0: yeah no she's definitely up there i loved i love the grandmothers though the grandmothers are <laughs> so fun s- they're so cute
1: oh i love them oh my gosh yes I love them. okay we, sh- we should probably get moving on otherwise yeah. we're just gonna be gushing yeah. about rental girlfriend we highly like if the anime is anything like the manga we, we highly recommend for, it yeah so we, we definitely
0: recommend this one this one's gonna be really fun all right let's move on to the next one i'm gonna read the name and we're gonna <laughs> try to go for it so Oh, <laughs> We're gonna, gonna try. Called, we won't make and it. And this is one of the ones with the ridiculously long names. So it's Mao no Futeki Gosha, Shijo Saiko no Mao no Shiso Tensei Shite, shison Tachi no gako e. Which translates I'm to call it
1: Mao. Mao.
0: <laughs> Mao. Yep. This translates into the misfit of the Demon King Academy. History's Strongest Demon King reincarnates and goes to school with his descendant. I know you said we should move on after the after that, but the title. <laughs> oh my gosh, it just has me <laughs> shaking my head. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even so... bother to read this one because I was just like, "That's the pass for me." Right. Oh,
1: oh. Oh, it's such. It's. Oh my gosh. Can I? Can I already just jump into it right Please here? Please. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Okay. So here's the thing. I know I'm in. The minority when it comes to storytelling that I love OP characters. Like, you guys right here, you can attest that I like writing OP characters. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. uh, But the thing, though, is this, is that OP has to be done a certain way. The One of the great things about writing a good, overpowered character is that they either have something to learn or they are brutally humiliated in some kind of way. They come across as OP, but it turns out that they're missing something, or they're missing mm-hmm. multiple things, and their story arc is then about discovering that. Or, you know what, they could be a total paragon, and what their story is, is trying to help someone Who is definitely not them rise to become the next them. There's so many different things that you can do with a good OP character. This has potential. The Misfit Demon King has potential, but Mm -hmm. I am already like really worried with the setup because the Demon King basically snaps his fingers to get whatever he wants right away. Right, and I'm like, and I'm just like, where's the challenge? There's a part where he absolutely unloads on one character and was phenomenal, was fantastic. And I was like, this right here showing like this dark evil character as your main character, one who is so totally OP. You can do something very compelling with it where he's Mm -hmm. just like, I'm going to teach you all what it really means to be demons and have that be the focus. I don't think that that's what this is going to be. No, Based off of what I've read so far. I read a bit farther
0: into uh, this one and it it falls in the same like kind of, oh, there's a Sundata girl and there's... This and that, and it's trying to like keep up the drama, not using that. But they're like, oh, none of the people who like are actually still alive remember like him and his actual name. There's a mystery here, and I'm like, he's still like ridiculously OP. he's still he grows he, he just, grows
1: up from an infant to a, to a preteen instantly, like, instantly, and then a month later he's an
0: adult. Yep, it's completely and with all and the powers ridiculous. I I'm glad it's not an actual isekai. But that would only make it. I actually prefer trope. an Isakai. feels like an isekai. to this one. <laughs> yeah, that would only make it in infinitely more Tropey somehow. Yeah, it's all over the place. If you're if if you like a good op, well, maybe not good, but if you like an op character, lots of magical powers, and if it's animated right, this might be an actual fun one to watch. But I don't know how interested I am necessarily. Yeah, no, this is this is a hard pass for me. Would you say this would be a good one for people who enjoy like Sao? I think no. No, no. No,
1: I'm going to say uh what was the what was the most recent one that just came out? Um uh Kun, The 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 one the one that also did the Demon Academy recently. I started watching it and no. then I that then I ended up dropping it just due to time. It actually was a really hilarious and oh, yeah, awesome no, that one. anime. This is like the dark twin brother of that. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And so if you like that anime, you'll probably like this one. Mm-hmm. Which That's anime was that? It's like Isarumi kun goes to school, goes to demon school, something like that.
0: Except he's actually human. He's not actually, like, OP or anything like that. He is
1: OP. Oh, he is? <laughs> yes, he's a human who is OP. Uh, he's just he's uh, too naive to realize how OP he is. Okay,
0: okay, that explains it. I don't know. Yeah. That one reminded me more of Rosario Vampire and just kind of, like, the setup for it than anything.
1: Uh. Maybe, I don't know, Rosario, because Rosario Vampire, like, really just, like, went into the harem right. stuff. So, right. oh, well, apples to apples, apples to oranges. <laughs> right.
0: All right. On to the next one. Izaki-chan wa Asobitai. Izaki-chan wants to play. Oh, my god, I hated this one. <laughs> you hated this
1: one? I well, love this one.
0: <laughs> I love the, I can really connect with the main character and, like, what he has to deal with. (laughs) but I can't stand the title character. Freaking Uzaki-chan is the kind of person I would least want to hang out with. Uh Uh-huh. Holy crap, I can't stand Uzaki-chan. She's, and from like reading the manga, it's definitely going to be like, if you ever watched Magical Senpai, which was about like clumsy girl who likes to do magic tricks, but it was definitely about the fan service and how big her boobs are. This Mm -hmm. one's like, oh, she's annoying younger classmen and she has amazingly big boobs to the fact that the, the screenshot icon that you see on a lot of the pictures for it, it says Segoi Dekai" on it, which means "really big" yeah. on her shirt, right over the huge assets.
1: So assets, we, there's a word. So on our shared doc, I have written here the note. I now see why Twitter hates this manga mm-hmm. <laughs> because the people because people on Twitter absolutely. Hate Uzaki-chan. I'm just gonna say that having known a bunch of girls like Uzaki throughout Mm. college, this spoke to me on like an emotional, nostalgic level right here. Because by golly, I know girls who fall, who even look like her.
0: Okay,
1: and, and and like the oblivious dudes that they would follow around and everything. And so it's just it's funny for me because I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm reliving my time in college watching this. But, be, but because like I don't have to deal with it directly, I can now laugh at it rather than like cringe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this is definitely one that could probably hit different for people with different like life experience. I can definitely see that. I'm still not impressed.
1: I, I will say this. If your highest is to be believed in his "Quote unquote" reporting of things happening in Japan. Apparently, the Japanese people absolutely love this character.
0: Oh, uh, really?
1: And and she, yeah, and she's used as a way of getting people to go donate blood at blood drives.
0: <laughs> okay, that's I something new why. I didn't know. Wow, the, the thing <laughs> is, is that despite the fact that I've actually never read this manga, I. Recognized the the character. I don't know if it's because the character's like been done before in a way, and this is like a almost like a carbon copy of it, or if this character is just. I've definitely seen memes with this character in it. Yeah, and so it's like at least on Reddit. Yeah, and so it's it's already like kind of permeated, and so Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting. I know nothing about this. Animation studio. I, I'm really into animation so I pay extra close attention to which studio is doing what. I have no idea who this studio is. E N G I. Engi. Engi. I'm gonna actually look that up real quick. Okay. See if there's anything we can gleam from this studio. <laughs> So while he does that, let's move on to the next one. This one, description will be a little bit shorter, just because there wasn't actually any source material to oh, look at. They're the ones who did the super, not superhero, the fighter. The one who was by the Konosuba author. What was that called? Oh, oh, oh uh, Kimono Michi. Wrestler, dude. Yeah, Kimono Michi. Yeah, so they're the studio that made that. Oh, okay. That Mm, animation was not great in that show. I mean, the humor was there because you know. I mean, it, that was the author speaking yeah. on that one exactly. But the animation, uh, mm, we'll see. We'll see. Well, it probably will fit with Zaki Chan if we're being all honest here. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> this, this is not. This is
1: definitely not top quality.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what as is was... top quality? Oh, is yeah. this next one? <laughs> this next yes. one. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. We, we barely have any source material for it other than Just the short material. YouTube video. But it looks like it is going to be awesome. It it really makes that kind of weed blood run as we like get all excited about like anime and steampunk and like post apocalyptic worlds and all that. We
1: need more and we need more steampunk and anime. Like if there's any, like here's the thing is that I like being someone who writes steampunk. Like steampunk, Punk books are fun and steampunk comics are fun and there's even some steampunk movies like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen which are fun to watch Mm -hmm. but the thing is this is that steampunk is so gaudy and over the top that you need it to be animated in order to really get into that world and so something that so anime is probably the best medium for steampunk
0: and I'm going to say right off the bat there's definitely going to be a lot of people looking at this and thinking of like Studio Ghibli I mean even Mm -hmm. if it's not the same like group that's making it yeah and like the animation's a little bit different like studio ghibli definitely has done steampunk before and they've done yeah. it well and so having something like this come back kind of permeate back into the anime community i think is going to be a great thing yeah. and if you look the studio who's producing this is going to be nut studio i wish i had a nut button that i could slap right now <laughs> uh, <Slap it>. button. <laughs> <laughs> nut the studio I mean, I know them from doing The Saga of Tanya the Evil, Ooh. and they did such a great job with that. They yeah. did an even better job with the movie. The movie was... Mm. Oh, the movie was great. I know that they also... I don't know if they made it or if they just helped out on it, but they also did work for the Fooly Cooly oh. sequel oh. as well. Oh, okay. That's actually, so. that, that, that was actually good. I mean,
1: I, don't, I didn't like the second season of Fooly Cooly from a story perspective, but it was gorgeous animation.
0: Yeah, and so I'm really looking forward to it. The trailer looks amazing. The premise is very intriguing, and the studio is known for doing good work. And so I I am definitely going to be checking this one out. And
1: here's something from the description right here. This is a chance meeting between two seemingly opposites, the girl with a positive attitude who never gives up on her dreams, and the realist who has given up on his. This right here is something that, ha- that many different stories have done. Uh, however, like once again, just thinking about where this could go. And at least looking at the, at the trailer, one of the things that's really great about this dynamic, if it's pulled off well, is that you can deliver these incredible set pieces and problems to the two characters. And each character does something different with it. Like that's oh. what you really want to see with this kind of a story is you want to see how they play off each other as they do different things. And most stories want to bring them immediately together and then show how they butt heads And that's only interesting for a little bit of time. If they can show how these two characters adapt to different situations, then it really highlights how they're different. And then it makes when they finally come together to work together, all the better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I look forward to seeing in Decadence.
0: Yeah. No, this is definitely one I'm looking forward to. And I think it's going to be one of the better ones this upcoming season the next one also is probably going to be quite well i I think the next one's probably going to be the one most people are going to be talking about there's going to be memes galore i think
1: it's going to be so unfair that this is going to be thrown again i mean this is what's going to happen because this already has the the fans already have a rivalry between the god of high school and the tower of god oh no comparison there's no comparison no comparison is
0: gonna the god of high school god out of the
1: water oh my gosh, totally does. The Tower of God, the very first arc of the Tower of God, you can throw it out the window and do nothing with it. Jump to the second arc of the Tower of God. You don't even need to know what happens in the first arc, and it's already an amazing story. But the the God of High School, boom!
0: Uh-oh.
1: Right off the bat. the
0: The characters are so lovable. They're so funny. They, like, really wrap you into the whole thing, and, like, you kind of don't expect it when you realize it's just, like, kind of a High school battle manga, at least that's what it starts out as. There, There's some deeper stuff going on, that's for sure. But, like, mm-hmm. the comedy and the humor and the battles, like, I am seriously looking forward to these, like, animated battles. If they're handled well, oh, they're going to be really freaking cool to watch.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm hoping. The comedy is gold. Oh, my gosh. And if they can get, like, the fourth wall breaking that's done oh. in, the, in the webtoon somehow into the anime, they'll make it even better. I they think they're going to do a
0: great job. I mean, Studio Mappa is mm-hmm. phenomenal. I'm looking at some of their back catalog, and they, you know, Dororo. They nailed it with oh, the art yeah. style, oh. style on that one. Oh you know, my they gosh! Have, such uh, a cookie goodie, which I, I don't like the story so much, but the animation is mm. on point. Banana fish punchline. How do
1: you, you say that one?
0: Ushio no That one's a good yeah. one. I, I'm scared, I, like, I know that we're right now looking
1: at like the future anime, but by golly, if you have not seen Dororo, you need to go
0: back and, oh, and watch that's it. A phenomenal, that was a sleeper hit. That one was so good. Oh my gosh. I, I'm
1: so sad that it didn't get more recognition when it came out because it it's so beautiful. Yeah.
0: yeah. So this one's definitely one we're looking forward to, and I can't wait for all the memes and whatnot. It's already got a huge following already. With the webtoon, uh, how big it is all over the world, the, I think mm-hmm. the anime is just going to make it like even reach bigger. out to an even bigger audience. Yeah, shall we talk about? <laughs> shall we talk about the next one on this? <laughs> okay. Peter Welcome Grill. to the successor of <laughs> interspecies reviewers.
1: Oh my gosh, Peter,
0: Peter Grill Tokenjin no Ojikond, which translates <laughs> to Peter Grill in the Philosopher's Time. I'm not sure if there's any better meaning to the name. Okay. Really? It, but it's this Peter one.
1: Peter Grill. He's the main character. And he's doing yep. stuff.
0: Not to be confused with Bear. He's doing Fruit. a lot of stuff. Oh boy. He's doing a lot of kinky stuff.
1: Oh my gosh. This is this is the natural conclusion to interspecies reviewers.
0: So you're saying I'm gonna love it, is what I'm yes. hearing here. Okay. Yes. You're gonna love Sold. it.
1: I think I'm gonna have to watch this one. Because oh my gosh, it was so so hilariously cringy. <laughs> oh, it really so, is. I'm it's like
0: so bad that it's good. <laughs> you feel so bad for him because he's like, I gotta be on the straight and narrow. I wanna be with this girl. But then, like, you find out the girl is so ridiculously innocent oh, that, like, can, when he can, tries can, to describe how sex actually works, she gets disgusted because she's like, That's where pee comes out. Can, and can I, I was can like, I hit, are you Can I hit the serious? pause
1: button right here?
0: Yeah because the story has to be shared the story has to be yes shared. go
1: for it okay so i when i heard the story i didn't believe it until i met some of these people and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's true. Guy gets married to, to a girl. She's a little, like, there, there's a little bit of an age difference right there. She, she just got out of her teen. She's like 20, 21. He's like 24 years old. Not that big of a difference. But in any case, he's got a little bit more world experience. They get married. That they, they get married. It's a good Christian wedding. They go to the honeymoon suite. And he's just like, oh, he's like, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> so he, he starts unbuttoning out of his tuxedo and everything. And he strips down to his long johns. And his new bride is like, oh, honey, are you about to go swimming? No, stop. He's like, uh, uh, you do know what we're supposed to be doing on on our wedding night? "Uh, No, what's that? And then then it occurred to him, this girl had never been given the birds and the bees before. She had no idea what sex was. Oh, no. Has she not lived
0: on this planet?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what sheltered household she came from, but for crying out loud, reading Peter Grill that's what I could think of, and I was rolling with <laughs> laughter because that is what would have happened if you had thrown a, a third party. A third, player right. three has entered the room. That's what would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> player three has <is> entered. <laughs>
0: Time to rumble. Oh my crap! And like, there's the freaking like. So you've got the ogres that come after his D, and then you've got after his what? His dick. His D. Oh, his they dick.
1: Bone. Yep. Yeah, the they, want, they want his
0: seed. It's right there. They're right. They, want they want his, his, for his sin seed noodle.
1: It's biblical.
0: <laughs> and then the elf comes and it gets even worse with the freaking elf. And then the, it's there's supposed to be more as it goes on and on and on. Here's the question. How much slobbing on the knob are we going to be seeing here? Oh, a lot. Okay. Th- this is definitely going to be the tip top of fan service. Tip, t- this. tip top. Yes, this oh, season. Yes. There, there's going to be some others that are going to be a lot, but they're going to... They're gonna have like these dumb little censor bits. This is not gonna censor anything. Okay. I feel like. So, this goes. At, let's see. What was the? Uh, was it Sid? Sidney Snap or Sid Snap? Oh who, yeah. Who has the the ongoing? No, it's Giga who has the ongoing list of. I can't believe it's not hentai. No, oh, it's going on that list. Yeah. This this is definitely gonna go on that list. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. And totally, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch totally the shit is. out of this.
1: I, not necessarily oh saying God.
0: that I'm gonna enjoy it, but I'm definitely you I, may I, enjoy I, it the humor I, the humor I, I would actually
1: enjoy this one yeah I, I couldn't get into interspecies reviewers, but like
0: I'm just if, like, yeah, I'm watching this <laughs> interspecies reviewer just hit too close to home <laughs> for for Lars that that's the truth of the matter. <laughs> He's like uh, I have to go. <laughs> I, do you know do you know how many subhumans? <laughs> Oh, do you know do
1: you, do you know how many brothels I've been to?
0: <laughs> Lars Lars is secretly just a brothel connoisseur and we just yes. he's been hiding it from us this whole time. Oh wow. by by gut go,
1: by, by golly by by golly, you gotta go you you gotta go into the into the Bear brothel. Mm. Oh, oh. Okay. Oh, no. we're, we're going we're going too far down.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going too far <laughs> we're, down, we're that going hole down our, the tail uh, trail here. Well speaking of fan service, let's move on to the next one. So, Monster Musume no Oisha-san, which means the monster daughter's doctor. So, this is definitely a spinoff of Monster Musume. Different characters, mm-hmm. different timeline. It plays very much differently. Like, there's going to be a lot of the same kind of, like, drama. Snake girl. What? Snake girl. That's oh, yeah. That's all you gotta say. Just yeah, <laughs> no, snake girl. Yeah, no, the, the Lamia that, like, follows him around. She's fun. The centaurs that are, like... Drilling after his dick. Oh my gosh. I, I actually love The Mermaid. Is this by the same guy, girl, I'm not sure. whoever, who did the original Monster Masume? Because the original it, Monster Masume, for as as kinky as it was, it was actually like, had some genuinely good writing in it. And yeah. so I'm, I'm interested to see how this one turns out. I th-
1: this Full, full th- this disclosure,
0: one, like... I did not read the, the manga because... <laughs> Kept running out of time, but you know how that goes. Right. This, yeah. this,
1: there's one thing I like about I mean, the anime is most likely going to focus on the fan service bit.
0: Naturally. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but, but one thing that I did like from the manga is that the manga actually, while still giving you just kind of like those good etchy moments, it has actually really good world building
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: that makes genuine sense, and it even goes into proper care of animals. Like, right. even though it's like totally etchy and everything like that, it's like realize, oh, your udders are getting big. You're pregnant and you are you're in constant pain as a horse because of your feet. Horses live or die by th- by the health of their feet, and, of their hooves and legs. Mm-hmm. And so like those kinds of moments where like they actually like get into the health of animals is really well blended into the fantasy side of things. And oh, if they can yeah. pull that in with the anime, it will be intelligent fan service, which by
0: golly. Like, yeah, that's, that sounds amazing. That yeah, no, that does really sound amazing. I, I loved how it went from what I was thinking it was going to be is like, oh, it's a different version of monster Musume. It's all going to be about that fan service and all that. It very much played like, like a medical drama, and like kind of figuring yeah. out the mystery and like working through it bit by bit, like you were saying that world building as they go into the different monster girls, and like how it affects them. That's what got me there. There's some cool stuff going on there when they got into that.
1: Yeah. And like Glenn himself, like I, I'm going to, I'm kicking myself for not remembering the name of this uh, anime. It's the one where there's like a teacher, a high school teacher who works with the succubus and with a bunch of kids who are actually monsters.
0: Oh um, yeah. Uh, that is. Yeah.
1: Name has escaped me as well, but I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, you know what I'm talking about? Like Dr. Glenn is basically that dude where it's like, he's not oblivious. He knows full well what's happening around him. But he's a professional, and that's something that I actually like to see mm-hmm. because i, it, I it's, really i hate I hate oblivious characters who it's like hero the naive or whatever, or where it's just like it's like dude, you are literally having hordes of women throw themselves at you how what in your biology is broken, that you don't understand what is going on
0: here <laughs> and i think I think they handle it very well for this one is that like I think he understands that they're throwing it. Adam he's just so much more focused on like the medical side of things yeah that, he's a professional yeah he's professional he really takes care of that and you can tell he gets a little flustered at times but like when it really comes to taking care of his patients that's what comes first and I mm-hmm. think that's and he does
1: and he does enjoy it two of those centaur chicks he he's digging yeah
0: it. yeah <laughs> until he gets pulled away by the Lamia girl yeah <laughs> but like I think that really speaks to his character he's like he's very professional and he like takes care of what he needs to, and then you can definitely see why all of these Monster Girls actually like him. You
1: mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yes.
0: He, he's professionally. He's nice. He takes care of them for them, like, individually. It was Interviews with Monster Girls. Is that the one you were thinking of, Lars? Yes. Oh, I okay. love interviews that anime. Okay. That one was so good.
1: Yeah, that's a great anyway, one. Shall we move on? Okay, this one right here, before you say what it actually is, Scott, I'll be honest, all I can read when I see it is Jebated.
0: When I read it, I see Gigabyte. (laughs) Uh, So an actual pronunciation, at least I think so, is Gibiate, which I have no idea. There's no translation or anything as far as I'm aware. This one was weird.
1: I I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch this one. I think I'll watch one episode and just judge it off that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it
0: comes across as like very post-apocalyptic and time travel and all that kind of stuff, which I think would be great. But every single video, and I watched like three of the different like trailers it had for it. It was kind of nuts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, there's just not a lot we actually know about this one. And so I'm kind of going to reserve judgment until it does come out. But we'll see. We'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, I like the character design, but the animation looks
0: bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we and don't know what all. That's all I can from. go off of. So. Right. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Definitely one of the more fan servicey oh. ones. But are, like are I was mentioning getting, before, it's are got you
1: get, this is like straight up hentai.
0: No, no it practically <laughs> is. But there's going to be from the way they ran the manga anyway. There's definitely going to be these little censors here and there. But the whole freaking thing is about sex in some form or another oh wow uh, I, okay okay here's
1: here's something i'm going to say I, I i didn't get very far into reading this manga mm-hmm. and immediately i can tell you this darling and the franks for all of the problems that it had as a show did it so much better like a lot of people have like focus on darling things like it's, it's all about sex and puberty yes it is that's kind of the point point. and yes it's super weird that they have these machines that basically harness your angsty sexual drive it's so over the top anime
0: is that but what that's th- about but i didn't catch that yes
1: yes but here's the thing though darling in the franks though okay. at least gets really fast into like once it's set up who the characters are it's just like okay boom we're telling a coming of age story and a romance simultaneously so we have the the main cast coming of age and then we have the two main characters romance of two lovers part once parted coming back together which i personally really enjoyed it and so that definitely more than saved that anime for me looking at this and just seeing these sex bugs that like mm-hmm. feed off of people's sexual aggression. I was just like, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, like what, what is this? Was I just watched a cartoon that someone randomly drew about a guy being with like Spider-Chan and Mosquito-Chan in his apartment. And it did a better job than this. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. And I love that one too. But this one... <laughs> Holy crap, it goes all over the place. And there's so much, like, accidental, like pervert scenes. There's so many all sorts of different stuff. And I feel like the author was just trying to, like, he couldn't understand why, like, the population in Japan was dying. And so he created this way and created a manga about it about why all of the, like, sexual need and all that kind of stuff is dying and there's no longer babies being made in Japan. So he blames it all on aliens that are stealing everybody's sexual mojo.
1: I feel like the History Channel already stole that special.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm pretty sure they did. (laughs) (laughs)
1: i mean just looking
0: at kind of what we can glean from the studio specifically it's a lot it's a lot of fluff Mm -hmm. like this studio does a lot of the kind of fluff anime i think really the the big ones of note are like the you never thought there was a girl online or didn't i say make my average stats whatever that that one's called i actually enjoyed that one but yeah yeah, it was definitely more fluff but um, and that's just you know the studio side of things who who actually Yeah. Knows from the author side, but this is definitely one I think I'm going to be passing on. Yeah, no, I'm not really all that interested in this one. Yeah, no, stories with these themes have been done before and have been done better, so. I do like your comment here on the doc. I didn't know clothes clung to people that way. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was looking at this, I was like, oh, wait, what? No, Mm -hmm. no. Well, especially because they've got superpower manifesting watch that runs off of their sexual energy, their mojo. And like the second they use it, of course, it's too much for their clothes and they just shatter everywhere. Just pieces and pieces and just sudden strip (laughs) teases all over the place. Well, so from my point of view, because I'm an art major. And so like cartooning is my eventual Mm. like what I would like to go into it's a giant pet peeve of mine in anime when the clothing doesn't follow the rules Mm -hmm. of cloth (laughs) right (laughs) when it's just like oh (laughs) I guess you know just tight fitting clothing doesn't have any wrinkles okay cool oh and I think another problem that's gonna pop up in this one those freaking flashbacks I mean, I know they were both kids, but like that's adult stuff happening between the fourth graders right there. And I don't, I don't want to see it. Uh, uh, that's, a see it if that's a big a for if me. If you want
1: fringe like that, watch Snow on the Cedars and then, then your fix will be had and you're sicko.
0: Okay. Okay. We need to <laughs> cleanse our minds from, yeah. we need to move mm-hmm. on from this one. We need to move on to the next one. Luckily, this next one's a lot of fun. Ochikobode Fruit Tart. Which means, which the English name is probably going to be something like Dropout Idol Fruit Tart. Yeah. This one, I actually really liked. It definitely yeah. gave me the feeling of like kind of a cross between Monster Girls Nozaki-kun and Yuda Camp. Just kind of like slice of life, girls having fun together. It wasn't the Idol Ant like manga that I was expecting to be. Yeah. It was more fun. I got kind of almost, not, not K-On, maybe Lucky Stars is closer. Oh, yeah. Uh, but kind of a Lucky Stars, almost zombie... What's this song? Oh, the zombie called? one? Oh, the, the zombie, zombie girl it, like zombie idols. Give me a second. This is gonna bother I, me. I'm sure you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, let me let me just find it out yeah. and then we can look it up. Zombieland saga. Zombie Land Saga. I kinda yeah. got some like kind of Zombieland saga, maybe a little bit of, like Nichijou Joe vibes to yeah. it. Yeah. Where it's I mean or achi-kochi. That's another yeah. one. Kind of got those vibes to it. It looks like it's going to be a really fun, a little bit fluffy. I enjoyed the characters. Yeah. I didn't really know what was happening half the time. Like it was just, it was very fast paced, kind of chaotic. I think that's part of it just being in a four coma. Yeah. Just like, it's more there for like the gag jokes and like quick. Yeah punches yeah but the characters were lovable and you know that's that's one of my triggers and so (laughs) so I'm here for it I'm here for Elsie I mean studio feel usually does a good job I mean some of my standouts are like you know my teenage rom-com which is one of my all-time favorites which we'll get into that here shortly (laughs) but we'll see how this one turns out because there's not really a lot of manga to go off of and that being said there's not really a lot of story. So it'll be interesting to see how they adapt it, whether they take a more like Joe approach to it, where it's just bits, or if they take more of like a kind of create a story out of these four comas. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that their best, I honestly think that their best bets, while I think it'd be really great to just see like little, little snapshots of their life together. When I was reading through it, I was like, okay, there is a narrative that's being told here And as such, I think that its greatest strength will be blending everything together into a cohesive narrative that will probably end up making it very messy. It's going to have to rely on getting all of that crazy fun energy that the characters have and translating it to sustainable moments of dialogue and humorous moments. Otherwise, it could totally fall flat on its face. Um, So that's that's uh, like, even though it feels like it should be made for snapshots, I feel like it's going to be a continuous narrative. And, and I hope gonna gonna that's what, what they do. To focus on.
0: Yeah, and if they do that, it's definitely going to play more like a, an idol-based Yudu Camp kind of feel. Because that's definitely what Yudu Camp did well, was handling that kind of thing the way it did. Yeah, and that one was one that was kind of out of my... Mm -hmm. comfort zone but i was reasonably impressed with the manga like it was fun it was a fun read like i mean i'm not expecting a ton out of it but i think i can have some enjoyment with it right so it'll be fun to see what comes of it right so on to the next one ikebukuro westgate park by studio doga kobo there's not much it, here's, that I know so, about this.
1: Here's something I'm going to say. This is something that I appreciate about, like, even though the Japanese storytelling in terms of, like, street gangs can be over the top and whatnot, one thing that I can at least say to how Japanese, how Japanese storytelling, like, deals with street gangs is that it is something that I think Westerners can buy into a little bit more, especially like for us here in the States, like I've dealt with gang activity and stuff like that. It's something like, you know, I see it and I'm like, okay, I recognize it. I recognize it for what it is. It's a little bit over the top, but I like it. Maybe I don't know exactly why I'm giving this kind of comparison right here, especially since I haven't even seen this anime yet, mm-hmm. but reading what it is because you have this, you have this young man, Makoto, who's in a turf war, who is best friends with one of the leaders of one of the big gangs. His girlfriend gets killed according to the, the synopsis of the, the series right here. It reminds me of a movie that, that came out of Germany a, uh, a few years back. That was absolutely awful that tried to do something similar. And it was like, here we have these biker gangs in Germany, and just look at how cool they are, and everything like that. And once again, being someone who has been in gang territory and everything like that when you do a gangster story you have to get into it like you can Mm -hmm. glamorize certain aspects but people will know when you go too far over the top and this german movie was so far over the top that like these were basically like pop idols with a biker gang trying to kill each other with crowbars it was so dumb that what i'm looking at right here i'm like give me something gritty if you can give me something gritty then like this will
0: be good I'm not sure if they're going to be able to do that. They may. I do know this was based off of an actual like live-action Japanese drama, which, in my experience, when I have watched those, they've been either kind of that light, fluffy, kind of easygoing kind of thing, or they've been like very deep and very serious. And I get, I'm kind of getting that very deep, serious feel from yeah. it. And it's already mm-hmm. got like kind of an established story just because it was that drama beforehand. Yeah. I think, going back to the studio, I'm, I'm loving this whole studio through line here, but... <laughs> (laughs) It's it's interesting because Dogakobo is specifically known for kind of having the best of the best of the fluffy animes. Right. Like, we're talking like, you know, Monthly Girls, Nozaki Kun, Plastic Memories, New Game. Well, Plastic Memories, not so much fluffy, but I thoroughly enjoyed that one. Uh, But stuff like New Game, Gabriel Dropout. But recently, they've been doing a lot of very serious animes. Mm. One example is the seeing yesterday for me. Yeah. And so I'm very, very interested because although I have not finished that show, I've it's actually on stall. I've stalled that show at the moment until it's done because I, I can't wait every right. week. You got to for Because the, they're doing a very good job with it. And so I'm very, very interested to see how they're going to kind of pull this one off because they seem to be trying to get more into the more serious, mm-hmm. gritty stuff. And their first take was fantastic. And so I'm interested to see how this one goes as well right all right so let's move on to the next one this is (laughs) our very specific idol anime called lapis (laughs) relights just that audible sigh yes yes i totally agree okay
1: here's the thing I didn't pay much attention at first. And this actually made me start paying attention more to what I was getting into because <laughs> I started <laughs> at the bottom of the list <laughs> and worked my way up. I didn't realize that this was going to be an idol anime. And so at the beginning, I thought that this was going to be like some sort of take on like the Little Witch Academia Hell, thing. Yeah. And and so I actually was like excited. The art was really nice. The characters were so, were nice. There's this little hint of darkness in the background. The character actually had like a pretty good motivation, I thought. And then suddenly it's just, we're going to sing. And here I'm just going to randomly select people. And boom, we're now a group. And everyone's like, yeah, let's be a group. And I'm just like, oh, wait,
0: what? what? Yeah, (laughs) Let's take a step Uh, back here, fam. uh, uh, We have mentioned like stuff can be fluffy. It's great. But this is like super sweet cotton candy. It's there's a point when stuff becomes too sweet that it's hard to enjoy. There's a, I can't remember who coined this term, but there's a writing term that goes something along the lines of like candy and cabbage, spinach, spinach. Candy and, spinach, candy and spinach. Thank you. And essentially you want to balance the diet because when you're writing a story, you want there to be candy for the readers to enjoy and laugh and have a good light fluff time. Right. But you also want those moments in which things aren't light and fluffy and you right. want, you know, you want that bitterness to kind of counteract it, to kind yeah. of pull back. Therefore you don't go home with Bob Beatish. And the story that I saw, they brought in a little bit of drama. Oh no, the senpai doesn't like us, kind of thing. It was very much, oh, it appears to be spinach, but down the line, it's definitely going to be candy of some kind. Yeah. yeah. Like they're trying to disguise it, but I'm like, no, this is kind of dumb.
1: Yeah. It's weird when you've got people like, no, give me the spinach. Like, but this is one instance where, like, it's so much fluff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just like, I can't handle this. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, I guess we could talk about this last one. We know absolutely nothing about it. We know absolutely it. nothing about it. There's no actual English name for it, so I had to translate it myself. So the name is Chofutsutoshi Kashiwa Densen, which translates to Supernormal Towns Oak Legend.
1: Boom. Up you, the- you know what? Let's speculate right here in two sentences what this, what this is going okay. to be. So in two sentences, this is going to be about like crazy time travel revolving around an oak tree that has a hole in it and each character is going to reach their his or her hand into the oak tree, pull out an item that they forgot that they had put in there. Boom! Tiny, tiny uh, stuff.
0: Right. The icon that they had for the anime, it definitely looked fun and attractive, and there might be some wacky characters involved, but other <laughs> than the actual idea, picture, you know? <laughs> there's nothing. I don't know why, when the word oak showed up on screen, I am instantly thought of Professor Oak and now I'm just thinking of an old man inside of a town that's way too normal for its own good and that maybe there's like there's actually like things hiding under the surface that nobody wants to talk about that More could be good people. that could be interesting I don't think that's what it's going to be about for for some reason I really want it to come out have the same kind of feeling as Amagi Brilliant Park oh yeah <laughs> and kind of play like that which would be I would love honestly but we'll see We we will definitely see yeah I guess let's go on to the piece out of are We're, we're going to move on to the returning seasons. Oh, returning boy, season. howdy. Do you do want
1: to start at the top or at the bottom of this? I
0: right. Let's go to... Oh, I broke Let's rearrange brain. that. Let's go with... Let's start with the continuation of SAO. No, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm passing on SAO. SAO okay. has burned me way too many times. I have right. lost all faith in it.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll no. just say that... There's more coming. If you want to
1: watch it, please go ahead. I know I know people are really happy that Alice is now the main character. And I'm just all like, I'm like, dude, the only way that you could deal with your OP angsty Kirito was to make him into Side a line. vegetable. You might as well have just murdered him. The only <laughs> time
0: I've actually liked SAO is when it was Gun Gale. Oh, the um, Gun Gale online? Yeah, Gun Gale online. Oh, and even then, I didn't even like it enough to finish it. Gun,
1: so. Gun, Gun Gale Online was good until you found out the identity of Death Gun. Death Gun was a phenomenal villain that the series... Definitely needed. I I, I watched Gungale just for that.
0: <laughs> oh no. Was that am I thinking of the Oh, oh no oh the... no? I see it. you're talking about the spin-off
1: of it. Yeah. Yeah, Gale, the yeah. The Gungale online spin-off was was good. Thinking about the actual arc of, of mm. SAO. Oh yeah, no, oh, I agree with you there though was too.
0: But I don't know. Yeah. After uh I just kinda gave up on Sword Art Online too. I didn't even bother with any of the returning seasons. I just watched season mm-hmm. one and two. Yeah. And at the time, you know, like, I don't know, I watched, I was in that honeymoon phase when it came to anime, because that was kind of came out when I was getting into anime. And I thought it was okay. It intrigued me, but I didn't love it kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. And so, you know, I watched it because I have nothing better to do. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) I definitely don't hate SAO as much as some people do, but I just don't care about it.
1: I fell out of love with SAO. I loved it when Mm -hmm. I first watched it. And then I watched it a second time and it wasn't quite as good, but I tried justifying it. And by the third Mm. time, I was like, oh, my gosh, no, like this is actually garbage. I had a roommate uh, at the time and he and I just like took it to task. And that's when I realized this is garbage. I hate myself for having liked it so much. And then I watched the second season praying that somehow it would to my my former expectations. And it just all got tanked. And then I tried it again uh, with the Alicization arc. And I was again let down.
0: I I never even got that far.
1: I cannot, I know, so I know the fans say that the underworld war is is the best part. I can't even anymore. I'm done.
0: All right, move on to the next one. No gun, no life. I actually never watched the first season. I watched maybe like two episodes.
1: No gun, no life. I, I will say this. The beginning of no gun, no life doesn't do the series justice. But oh, okay. you kind of have to watch it in order to understand who certain characters are because of what happens uh, later I on. I will say this. I'm so looking forward to this second half because we're going to get into the mechanics backstory and we're definitely going to see more of the real underworld, not just okay. like the flimsy, like bad things happen in the city. No, we're going to get deep because I've read a little bit uh, further into the manga and like there's some good stuff. Once you get used to the main character, he's actually a phenomenal shogun pro uh not shogun a shonen protagonist (laughs) he's a shogun (laughs) he couldn't he this guy could i mean shogun (laughs) it yeah he he is a gun but (laughs) yeah Uh, this is actually it actually it actually gets really you just have you you unfortunately do have to muddle through some episodes that aren't the best to get to the good stuff
0: yeah no gun no life was actually one that i originally i read part of the first volume on one of my lunch breaks, Mm -hmm. uh, just in the back room. So I I didn't get very far because I only had like 15 minutes or whatever. And so I think I read like maybe a chapter or two, but it was one that intrigued me enough that I planned to watch it and I just never actually got around Mm -hmm. to it. And so it's one that has always intrigued me. I'm curious to see how the second one turns out just to just because I really should sit down and watch it because I've heard good things about it. And it's one that I've been wanting to watch anyway, just because it's intriguing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And all if you right. watch it all together right now and jump right into the third season, like you'll be prepared for like all the shenanigans that come up. So,
0: yeah. All right. Our next one is the third season of Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in the Dungeon, <laughs> which is continuing.
1: Oh, my gosh. This, I remember this anime, after the first pleasure. season
0: came out, oh, yeah, I was down at a convention in Mesa, Arizona at the one point, ended up in this panel, these two people were going on about like, we're so tired of all of the same old fan service and tropes and all that kind of stuff. Here's some really freaking bizarre manga I had never even heard of to get over it. And like one of the ones they they showed an example of the ones they were tired of was, is it wrong to pick up Girls in the Dungeon? Mm-hmm. And I'm like <laughs> I enjoyed it. It had some like really cool action scenes, a lot of cool battles, which is probably going to continue on. I'm sorry I haven't seen the second season as of yet. If anything, it's fun. Yeah. I, I remember I went, watched the first season when it first came out and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I don't that. remember why I did I do remember enjoying it I'd, Probably worth re-watching at this point point. And when the second season came around I think I watched the first three, four episodes of it And I enjoyed that as well But I never finished it Don't remember why either It's an interesting dichotomy with this one Because it's like I feel like it's one of the better Kind of quote fingers generic mm-hmm. um, Isekai, mm-hmm. even though I, I don't think It's it not typically really Isekai though isekai. Yeah. Yeah. It has an Isekai it, feel to it um, It does or just like the video game. It's got a lot of the same fantasy tropes that you expect in Isekai. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I think it, that it, does it feels
1: it, like it should be an Isekai, but it isn't.
0: Right, and I feel like it does it better than most. Mm-hmm. It uses those tropes better than most, but I don't know. It, it, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. Out. Here's what
1: I would have to say about it. Like this relationship is going to continue on. I did a video that I put up onto the Aram's YouTube channel about uh, about like first girl beats best girl which is something I hate in anime in, in most cases, like which is so weird because, yeah, Bleach. I like Bleach. I'm like, first girl should have won. In any case... <laughs> there's an exception <laughs> in, in to every case, rule, right? There's there's always an exception. I don't like find, harem um, animes, but Baki-Mongatari
0: is my favorite.
1: Yeah, hey. and, and Bunny Girl Senpai is essentially a, a harem anime, but but that's a different discussion. Essentially, some of the things that... Some thing, there's definitely a lot of tropes I do not like, But one thing I do enjoy is I enjoy the world building around the dungeons.
0: Oh, yeah. That's
1: really that's done really well. And by golly, I'm a sucker for this. I'm a sucker for big power players doing insane things in the background. And is it wrong to pick Don Machi? -hmm. Has it? Oh, my gosh. I love the dark undertones and what you can see playing on the background. That is phenomenal.
0: I watch it. I watch it for that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So let's move on to the next one. Next one is going to be Fire Force Season 2. Ooh, I'm excited, for, I'm excited the, for this one. The first season was killer. I mean, it, it did play up the accidental pervert trope a bit too much, especially oh, yeah. with the one Catgirl character. But I think I, that
1: they played it off really well, though, because our main guy, our main man, like is into it which is something that when you do the accidental pervert trope usually the main character is like no i don't want to see that and he's actually kind of like actually i do want to see that but i don't want to look like too much of a pervert so i'm oh, gonna yeah. pretend like i don't like it so and he's it's like, essentially I um
0: i see ya Adanagi then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first season was killer. Oh, first and season the, was great. The soundtrack, the soundtrack, yes. the editing was spot oh, on. Yeah, the director, I believe he's actually one of the directors from Shaft, if I remember correctly, did such a great job. Yeah, like oh, it was so yes. impeccably edited. David Productions, I think, is doing the second season. I'm assuming you know, famous mostly for like JoJo's. Uh, mm-hmm. or cells at yeah. work they are such a good animation studio so i'm they're, very excited to see
1: they're really good and i have to say this like i don't like anime that constantly end on cliffhangers like at least round out an episode every now and then but fire yeah. force i never grew tired of where they decided to cut off like yeah. if they made a cliffhanger by golly i, I was going to be there as soon as the next episode aired right yeah.
0: i'm very excited now that that one's I, I think a lot of people are excited about that yeah. one that one's definitely caught a lot of people's attention. All right, let's move on to one of the last two. We're going to talk about ReZero Season 2. Ah, you got my hopes I mean, yeah, I'm, so a, so I'm also very excited for this. I love ReZero. I don't know why. I had trouble getting into ReZero in the first place. I need to actually That's force myself like, to sit down and watch it. You like the fluffy stuff. I do like the fluffy... I like the serious stuff too, but I don't know. I couldn't get into ReZero. But that, ReZero Re
1: is an intense story.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nathan, have you actually tried to read any of the translated stuff?
0: I have not. The, I've uh, I've been wanting to, but I haven't yet.
1: Okay. So I've read a little bit ahead, the translations, and wow. There's going to be some messed up stuff. And I think oh, it's one I of the things that, might, that makes it hard for people to get into ReZero is that it goes there. It's not gratuitous for the sake of being gratuitous, which actually in a way makes it even harder to watch because you realize that there's, that there's a point to the torture and the darkness that you're watching. It's great to watch Subaru really become the dark hero that you've been wanting him to be throughout this entire story thus far. Yeah. And that's kind of what we can expect to see in season
0: two. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's as it's lovingly referred to suffering porn, but like <laughs> it's unlike you were saying, like it it seems over the top, but it's not because there's all a narrative reasoning to it all. And, you know, it, it can get a little bit grating just how violent it actually is. But at the end of the day, it's like it's necessary for the story that is being told. I'm very, very excited for season two. I've been waiting for this for a hot minute.
1: I didn't think we were ever going to get it.
0: I know, I didn't think... I didn't think we were ever going to get the next show, either. I've... oh, <laughs> There's a reason what? why we're saving it for the last, yeah, but... We're, um, we're yeah, we're about to hear a big rant. I, I kind of saved these two for the last... For, for Yeah, this because, yeah, because, this, because, is because of, of this
1: is rant material. Rant, yeah, rant, so, rant so our last
0: theory. one's going to be Love Comedy Rom-Com Snafu Season 3, because it, it left us on a cliffhanger oh! at the end of Season 2. The most Holy confusing crap. cliffhanger ever? It did. Because you're like, what... What are they talking about? I could rant for days about this show. It is so good. If you have not seen it yet, you are doing yourself a disservice of, of not seeing yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I've done myself a disservice. I know. You know what I've been binging <laughs> through right now? I've been binging through a certain magical index in Scientific Railgun. Okay, that's dang, fair. Do I have stories?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but this one, ugh, the first season is very fun and has some awesome comedy in it but then the second season has a lot of like excellently crafted drama mm-hmm. and this isn't like the you know rent a girlfriend drama where it's con- convoluted like this is legitimately like everyday drama mm-hmm. done so superbly well yeah i've been waiting for five years <laughs> five years for this conclusion oh my gosh because it leaves well, on a cliff if it
1: makes you feel any better some fans of berserk never got off the boats Oh, wow. Yeah, that's an ouch. But anyway,
0: continue. (laughs) But yeah, because it's just like the way the show ends, because it's all it's a show all about subtext and understanding subtext. And for the vast majority of the show, you understand the subtext of everything that's happening. But then at the very end, they start saying things. You're like, wait, I don't understand the subtext that's going on right here. And then it just ends without you ever figuring out what the subtext is. And it's so infuriating because I just want to know what they're talking about. Give it to me. because Oh, I... <laughs> uh, yeah. And they were, Nate was sharing me, and it was only in Japanese, this I have like, to stand teaser trailer for this season. From what I could understand of what the characters, like, what the... What's the ma- main girl's name? I the... can't remember. It's been five years. Yeah. <laughs> the dark-haired girl that's you, you, a bit, like, straight. You, um, you, it's Yuigahama. You. I think so, no, Yuiga Hama was the red hair, oh, that's right, yeah, it, it's the other one, just like she was talking about things, and I'm like that got deeper into her character than I've ever think like in the first two seasons yeah. ever gotten the it first... was that it was like only fifteen seconds of trailer, but I'm like, it it's beautiful, that hits different, yes, yeah, that character is such an enigma, and it intrigues me so much. I'm so, so excited, yeah, and it was gonna release last season, but then you know. Corona happened, and they're like, hey, we're going to postpone it. Well, it's not this. the only one. Well, yeah, it's not, not like the only one. There's, but... there's a couple on this list that got postponed to now. Yeah, yeah but I was reju- so frustrated because I was like, no way, it's actually happening. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> I'm so excited. And then I was like, hey, guess what? It's not. And I cried. Yep. Funny. Here's a funny story. I rewatched this one probably about three years back, back when I was living in Flag with with the Jedward. And we, we lived in an apartment where we didn't really have doors on half of the rooms. It, yep. It was a very strange apartment. Lars, you know, that, that he apart- knows what that I'm talking apart- about.
1: That apartment was gloriously bizarre.
0: It was so bizarre. Fittingly so, since, you know, Jed is a bizarre man. But, and everyone um, else in that apartment. <laughs> there were some very odd things about that apartment. But anyway, I was sitting, and it was, you know, late at night. I was sitting down in the main room watching this show. <laughs> I finish it, right? And I get a random text message from Jed, who I assumed was asleep for hours. And he just says, your stifled laughter sounds like crying. (laughs) And I text back, he's like, that wasn't laughter. I am crying. (laughs) This one made, uh, second season made me weep. I don't even know why either. Because I don't know what they're talking about, but it made me cry. Oh, I'm ready for this. Mm -hmm. when the
1: storytelling is that dang good yeah oh
0: yeah i have what is it three weeks to binge the first two seasons to prepare myself for it and i'm very very (laughs) excited for that binge (laughs) all right so let's wrap it up today thank you for listening to everything we've read again a lot of this is opinions please feel free to tell us what you think about all the stuff that's coming up and like once you start watching it Let us know your opinions as well. You can probably get a hold of us quickest at our subreddit. So r slash Camille's harem. And you can definitely get in touch with us. And we're more than willing to have a conversation about this kind of things. Please, please hit us up for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we're on Twitter under the handle Camille's harem. Well, I guess talking about the Pinterest on this is kind of a moot point because that's more about writing advice. Just ignore that. But yeah come see us we are also on youtube under camille's harem where we have a lot of videos about writing uh, but some specific ones about anime and writing in anime so go check those out if if that interests you and if you've enjoyed this share it around word of mouth all we all we ask for you don't have to give us money just just share it if you liked it yeah yep and sharing is caring it can be fun (laughs) this has been your need for weeb you have been fulfilled sayonara Oh, Carson. Oh, Carson.